Good morning. This is Aya Wimala, and today is Tuesday, June the 22nd. Uh, I wasn't here on Sunday, so feels like it's been a while. We've had rain since then, uh, cooler temperatures, and it's been really beautiful. And it makes us even more aware, I think, of places where that's not the case, where it's so hot, so dry, um, where there are fires. So that's part of samsara. We can be really uh, feel blessed and fortunate to have our weather uh, lighten up a little bit, bring us some rain, and also be aware at the same time of others who we can't share that with. So. That's part of the world we live in, right? When we work with that moment by moment. I wanted to read more from Ashin Tejaniya's book, Dhamma Everywhere, welcoming each moment with awareness and wisdom. Because now we're getting to the section on samadhi and how samadhi is different from sati. So samadhi is that sometimes called concentration or that stability of mind, and sati is, uh, is that is uh, mindfulness. So I'll read this short section, and it's talking about our meditation practice, but also how we carry that into our daily life. Perhaps I've read this before, earlier. Meditation begins when you wake up. Meditation begins when you wake up, not only when you reach the Dhamma Hall or when you sit, sit down. Just think about yourself from the moment you wake up. Reflect on how you will live with awareness. If you think about yourself, you will have awareness. What is the mind feeling? What is the mind thinking? Where is the mind? What is it doing? Use the information you now have and what you know about the nature of the mind. Ask these questions from the moment you wake up. If you are able to do this, can't you practice anywhere at any time? I began my practice this way. Samadhi. Samadhi means a steady, stable mind. Samadhi does not mean focusing. Do we necessarily get concentration by concentrating? Do we get a calm mind every time we focus our attention on an object? Many yogis suffer from headaches and stiff necks. And by yogis, remember, he means meditators. Many yogis suffer from headaches and stiff necks because they have used too much energy and wrong effort to focus on objects. It also gets tiring because of exertion of forceful energy as a result of wanting something or pushing something away. Vipassana Samadhi comes from right view, right attitude, and right thought. 
which together with continuity of awareness gives the mind stability. This kind of samadhi is called sama samadhi. That means the highest level, the the uh, the highest level of samadhi. We can get flustered when we can't rationally think through difficulties in life. Alternatively, we maintain our composure when we can think about a situation intelligently. In the same way, a calm mind develops when there is right view, right attitude, and right thought. Samadhi can't develop with wrong attitude, wrong view, or wrong thought. There are two kinds of samadhi. There is samadhi that comes from concentrating on and paying attention to one object exclusively, and the samadhi born from right view, right attitude, and right thought. There are two corresponding practices for these two kinds of samadhi. Samatha practice, and samatha is that uh, practice on uh, tranquility and stillness. Samatha practice and vipassana practice, what we are practicing here, oh. <laughs> excuse me, I thought the allergies were behind me finally. Samatha practice and vipassana practice, what we are practicing here through mindfulness meditation. In knowing about the differences between these two kinds of meditation, you'll begin to recognize what you are doing in your own practice. In tranquility, or samatha meditation, the mind pays exclusive attention to one object, being absorbed in it over time. Having concentrated on it for a long time in the right way, the yogi achieves peaceful mental states. And when we typically are, are uh, being with our breath, that's what we're doing, samatha practice. However, because of this very strong grasp on one object, other mental faculties don't get used and the mind is no longer aware of other objects it could have otherwise known. There is no investigation of phenomena, nor is there a broader awareness of mind and body processes, thus blocking the opportunity for wisdom to arise. The idea in Vipassana is to relate to and be aware of as many objects as possible without trying to create any particular result or experience. Because Vipassana is the process of understanding things as they are with the goal of achieving wisdom, it needs an awareness of whatever object or process is happening in that moment. Awareness collects data, and when the picture is complete, wisdom arises. I like that sentence. Awareness collects data, and when a picture is complete, wisdom arises. This openness allows us to see cause and effect and processes from different angles, giving wisdom a chance to grow. In Vipassana, instead of paying attention to one object, 
We pay attention to the mind, specifically the observing, meditating mind. We check the mind to see if there is wisdom present or if there are defilements present in the mind. We are interested in whether the meditating mind is operating with craving, aversion, delusion, or any of their relatives, because insights can't arise in the presence of these defilements. So while meditating, it's very important to have wisdom in the meditating mind. Wisdom samadhi begins with wisdom. Consider an example of two meditators. One yogi is bothered by sounds, while another yogi considers them as objects or natural phenomena. Which yogi will have samadhi? The yogi with aversion to sounds will become even more agitated whenever she hears sounds, with aversion increasing. On the other hand, the yogi, who neither likes nor dislikes these sounds, will remain calm and peaceful. In Vipassana, the mind is learning how to not become attached to or have aversion for any object. Wisdom Samadhi begins with wisdom and invest in wisdom because there is right view, right attitude, and right thinking, the mind does not react with craving or aversions. There is no attraction to or aversion for an object. The mind is calm, peaceful, and still. The mind also feels alert and fresh. This kind of samadhi is inherent in wisdom and gives opportunities for more wisdom to arise. Sounds pretty good, right? So let's talk a little bit about vidya or vidya. This is, how do you understand vidya? Vidya is the spiritual faculty of patience and perseverance. We often call it uh, energy. And I like he's calling it, that that's one of the spiritual faculties, five spiritual faculties, and calling it patience and perseverance is more uh, specifically focused on what it really means than just energy. I understand Widya as persistence, not exertion and not forced. Please don't wear out your mind or body by striving forcefully when you meditate. Understanding can't develop when your mind or body is tired. Can you learn something thoroughly if you start and stop the process many times? You will miss the storyline in a TV series if you catch a few episodes and miss a few episodes. Similarly, only if awareness is continuous, where you see the beginning, middle, and end, will you then understand the true nature of Nama Rupa, its name and form. That comes about through consistent practice from moment to moment. Be cool and calm about it. Be interested. There should be consistent effort, but not exertion. Instead of using our energy to focus, we use our intelligence and wisdom by waiting and watching. 
If wisdom is present, right effort is already there. For mindfulness meditation, we accept, examine, and study whatever is happening as it is. We don't interfere with what is happening. We don't make something unwanted to disappear or stop, nor do we need to try to create nor do we need to try to create preferred experiences. The mind is doing its own work through recognizing, being aware, knowing, thinking about the practice, and being interested, for example. We're just seeing and acknowledging what is happening. What is happening? Why is it happening? If there's no need for it, is is happening to go away? Or what is not happening to appear? What sort of energy do you need to use? Those are some of the questions. It's all already here as it is. You just need to have your wisdom eye open. Just recognize what is happening if you are not looking for anything specific, but just sitting there with your eyes open, seeing what still happens. Let me read that sentence again. If you are not looking for anything specific, but just sitting there with your eyes open, seeing still happens. Do you need to make an effort to see or hear? Are you still aware without having to focus on something? Mindfulness meditation is that uh, restful and gentle. And one, a few more paragraphs. Practiced in a relaxed way, but don't stop practicing. What kind of effort do we use in our daily lives? We have automatically used some kind of force primarily motivated by craving, aversion, or delusion. It has become a habit. Vidya, with wisdom, however, knows that mindfulness practice is beneficial, so we persevere, and we know our motivation for practicing. We are running a marathon. Would a seasoned runner use up all his energy from the very beginning? No. She runs at a steady pace, picking up momentum as she goes through each mile. We want this type of Dhamma momentum that arises naturally in our practice. It is not a forcefully created momentum. Practice in a relaxed way, but don't stop practicing. At this center, We meditate the whole day from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep. If we put in a lot of energy or effort, can we meditate like this the whole day? We certainly can't. We'll burn out and probably get depressed. Faith in the practice will go down. That is why we don't exert force. We just use persistence and we don't give up. We keep applying ourselves as much as we can, but we don't slip. Remember that this is not a hundred meter dash. We need to use wisdom, effort, and energy. 
not craving effort. So we're using wisdom effort and vidya or the energy, but we're not using craving effort. That makes it uh, defiled effort, right? That is why we do what we can steadily, but we don't give up. Question, when do you start practicing? Answer, from the moment you wake up to the time you fall asleep. Is this work difficult or exhausting? No, just don't forget. Keep checking yourself and how much effort you're putting in. You need to recognize these things for yourself. That was a great section. Now the next the next uh, spiritual faculty we'll read about is sadha, which is the spiritual fact, faculty of faith and confidence. But this one was wonderful, reading about how to pace yourself, how to practice, when to practice. So I think if you feel like you've been uh, having great expectations from your meditation, that's another way we can push it and end up feeling uh, depressed about it because we don't see whatever it is we're expecting to see or change. We don't see that. We don't see it quickly enough, so we, we may push too hard. So I think change your concept of meditation to be more inclusive of your entire day. And if you do put in the extra time to have a practice sit or do walking meditation where you specifically allow yourself to, to uh, just be with your practice, to be in that kind of silence, I think that's a really a beautiful way, especially if you're not forgetting that we're practicing from the, from the moment we wake up until the moment we fall asleep. And then we can, you can just recollect, you can uh, shift your attention to that mindfulness aspect very quickly from one thing you're doing to another. You may catch yourself um, and be able to change course in, even in the direction of your day. And that, that will make that worthwhile in itself. So. Uh, I did see, too, yesterday I had a newsletter from Utejaniya's, uh, Sayadaw Utejaniya's California Center, which is his center in the U.S. And in July, I think it's, it's in July, I have to get the information so I can post it. They're doing um, some uh, meditations and talks to send blessings to people in Myanmar, Myanmar, or used to be Burma, but it's where it's where these teachers are from. They're they're the they have centers. His main center and where he typically lives is in Myanmar. So they're having a, a two days where they're having international uh, teachers and people guiding meditation to send those blessings. So I'll get the information to you because there'll be a metta practice and um, it's, 
it's all, all from his center and the people who do these beautiful books. So, oh, thank you, Eva says, it's July 10th and 11th. Thanks, Eva. Uh, so, so I'm glad others of you are getting the newsletter and I'll put, I'll be posting more and get more information to the, those of you who aren't. So that's coming up July 10th and 11th. And I think it will be, uh, I'm definitely going to, to be there to see these, some of the, the beautiful meditations that people will be sharing. So why don't we practice for the rest of our time? Practice together and just, you might want to reflect on what I read. Um, you might want to just, just be with your breath or be uh, working with all the sense data that's coming in through your sense doors. Oh, thanks, Steve is putting that, uh, that link. Wisdomstreams.org is his organization out of Berkeley. And they offer a lot on that website. So let yourself just, your body will know that you want to give yourself over to some time, just reflecting on the talk, the, the, what I just read, or letting, letting the sounds in the sense of contact, your body touching your clothes, your body touching a seat if you're seated or on a cushion, if you're doing a walking meditation, you'll be aware of your feet and the contact they make as they touch the ground. Be aware of the body breathing. Just have that light focus on your breath. You may want to stay with your breath, but you might want to let that focus be like that little butterfly because there might be sounds, maybe a fragrance or a smell that you notice that sense of contact. You'll notice the thoughts that may arise in your mind. 
so many of those thoughts, we can just let them go. Just let them rise up. Don't push them away. But if they aren't, if they aren't helpful, if they're distracting, we can just allow them to go away on their own. Remember, if, it's, if the thought contains defilement, so something about desire or craving or aversion, or delusion, delusion might be wanting things to be a certain way when they're not, try to just let those thoughts go in everything, but not a judgment or a criticism of anything. Go of feeling any struggle.
keep sitting if you can. I'll sign off for today. But may we all remember, just let everything we do or say or think today be done for the benefit of ourselves and also for the benefit of all other sentient beings. Thank you so much. And if you can sit, sit a little longer. Thanks for being part of my practice. And I'll see you. Oh, okay. I'll see you on Thursday. And be sure to read the notes because Steve has put more information about Metta for Myanmar. Okay, have a beautiful day. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Eva.